Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, drop it. Uh, I don't know if every preacher struggles to what he's going to say first before he's preaching. I, I always struggle with that. It's either I'm going to say hi, I'm going to cry, I'm going to have the piano girl come up and play and then be romantic and, and worship the Lord. I don't know. But um, I, I'm just thankful. Uh, first of all, I would like to really be honest and, and be thankful with the Lord, with Pastor Ben and his leadership in this church. He's done a great job. So can we give it up for Pastor Ben, please? He's an amazing pastor. We appreciate his leadership, and, uh, and we're thankful for that. Thank you for Pastor Steve, all the pastors, and all the leadership here. And also, we'd like to acknowledge that every Sunday, we do have a Spanish translation up there. If you see that lady up there, that is translating right now as I speak in Spanish. Her name is Gloria Gallan. That team is being run by my beautiful wife, Mariposita, I call her. Um, it's a good thing. Don't worry about it in, in Spanish. <laughs> and, and I just want to acknowledge that she's up there translating with her husband. We love Goyita. That's her nickname. And um, they do that every Sunday. So can we give it up for the translators again? Sometimes it's her, my wife. Sometimes I am there, and I don't know if I'm doing a good job, but I'm just mumbling Spanish, which is my first language. Uh, yes, let's... Uh, Let's talk about the Bible, right? That's why I'm here for. Uh, are we there yet? Can you say it with me? Are we there? Are we there yet? So a, um, I know that you may ask yourself, "Are we there yet?" Going where, right? And and it's a, a, a title that it talks about going somewhere. And you, we can put it down as a as a journey. If you need, I'm sorry, I didn't mention that. If you need a paper. Uh, to write down the notes for the preaching, go ahead and, 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 and raise your hands up there if you need one. And um, this beautiful, did I say beautiful? Deacons or ushers? Beautiful and handsome, I guess. Or, okay, whatever. So we ask ourselves, are we there yet? You know, it's always, so I, I want to put it as a there yet and our journey and this world towards we, our goal is Christ Jesus. Are we there yet? Are we in heaven yet? Not yet. We're still, we're still here all together, right? Right? Oh, for one moment I thought we were all gone to heaven already. Um, but it's a journey that we are going through our faith in Christ Jesus. It's a journey. You, you understand what I'm saying? Every day we get up and, and, and we have this attitude of saying, Lord, since you're not here yet, help me to be a good witness of you. Help me to be weird for Jesus. Any weirdos for Jesus here? And um, isn't it okay or isn't it wonderfully that you can have gone this journey and be happy about it? Right? How many of you guys find out that in this journey, you know, things may get, get in the way? Or it's good to be in a journey when you're happy. So we are in this journey, and we are need to be content. 
what it mean, what is the what is content means if you can find it up there I, I wasn't ready to put it up there but content means sufficient for oneself strong enough possessing and enough to need no aid or support when it says that you are content means that you are and then the, the dictionary talks about being happy being satisfied and I like the last part says enough Possessing enough in you where you don't need no aid. And the word aid right there in the dictionary is you don't need no help from nobody. So we're gonna, if we're going to be in this journey, we need to learn how to be content. Especially if you're married. I was, I was, we were in the car this morning and I was thinking what to say about, to start my preaching today. And, and it happened that every time that I loan my wife, that I loan her my car, something happens. Did I say that? Am I going to be in trouble? Of course. And um, as soon as I, I, I get into the car, she's like, oh, well, thank you for loaning me your car. And, and I picked it up with full gas tank and all that good stuff. But I think you're going to be upset a little bit. And by then, I'm already holding my eyebrows, going like this. I cannot even turn in the car yet. And I say, oh, Lord, I'm going to preach about contentment. And here we go. So I prepare myself, right? I'm thinking, I'm meditating. And, and I'm like, okay, what is it? And she said, well, your glove compartment fell off. And I say, by himself, just fell off. <laughs> well, she says something. She said, if you wouldn't ask me to do an oil change in your car because you were busy in Mexico, that wouldn't be happening. <laughs> and I'm about to, I was going to say something, and then that statement pretty much, I said, it is true. And then I just hold myself a little bit, pause it. And then my beautiful daughter from the back, right behind me, sitting in the car saying, what are you preaching about today, Dad? <laughs> she has no idea. She has no idea. And I say, well, I'm preaching about being content. And she goes, ooh. <laughs> and like, you know, I think I did a good job. I was proud of myself. And to she say something else. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I did okay. I'm good. I, I, you know, I'm, hey, you know, I, it was my fault. Fine. I'm going to preach. Everything's calm. Make the peace with me and myself and I. And then she says, I don't think you did that good. You were in, in uh, greasy. Gray, grayer, but I think you use a word that is kind of when you say it like greasy or greasy, something that you, whatever. And she says, but you were a little bit in that edge. I'm like, oh, well, I was not, I didn't do a good job then. But then, you know, God, you know how many, how many of you know that God is just so good and give you grace and like, okay, let's talk about somebody, something else. And, and we got here to shoot church happily ever after. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense or not. I just remember the Disney movies. Um, 
So I'm here to share. <coughs> Sorry. I just saw the title and I'm like, ah. I'm here to share the word, but I want to share with you the title of the preaching. Just go ahead and put it up. I don't even want to read it. I don't know if you have it or not. Maybe yes, maybe not. You don't have it. That's fine. If you if you if you have your paper notes and and what I'm preaching today, it's about the secret of contentment and the journey. Of course, you're not gonna learn it from me. We're gonna learn it from somebody else, and he did an amazing job. And and if he can do it, we can do it. Come on, right? How many of you guys get up this morning and you were content? Okay, I think no one, nobody hear it from nobody hears this one. How many in, you, in this side get up this morning and content? Most of you. Okay, that's fine. Let's see who's louder so I can help my point. How many of you guys get up this morning and you're content? All right. How many of you in this side get up this morning and you're content? Now you are. So can I have the piano girl come up? Because what, there's no reason for me to preach about being content. Everybody's content already. So praise God. Right? So let me take it to the next level. How many of you guys wake up in the morning knowing that someone from your family just died and are content? How many of you guys know that if you suffer from some sickness in your life and you know you're getting worse and worse and you get up this morning and you get up in the morning and you're like, I think I'm content. Let me just take a little deeper. Some of us that suffer of sickness that you cannot even see in our lives, we get up, to, sometimes we get up in the morning and we have to confess, I am content in Christ Jesus. Because we're suffering, not, it's not probably uh, not being able to walk or something that you can see physically. But some of us fight uh, stuff in our mind and like, like, Depression and anxiety and panic attacks and suicidal titles, uh, thoughts. That it's it, it's it's sometimes it's hard to get up in the morning and say I am I am I am content. I am content. I I feel like I'm self-sufficient. I feel like like I, I I'm strong enough within myself that um that I have no need for for nothing or nobody. And yet we're gonna learn for someone to suffer it. So much, and there yet, in the middle of a thank you letter, he reveals a secret of being contentment. Of being contentment. And we'll talk more, a little bit more about what I just said in a few words. So let's read together, and, and Pastor Steve was mentioning about this, this, the title of this scripture right here. It's Paul writing a thank you note to the Philippe. Did I say it right? Praise God. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's read it up there. Oh, help me read it as as I read it with me. So don't leave me, you know, just hanging in there, please. Uh, one, two, three. We read it and say, I rejoice greatly. Well, well, wait a minute, right there. Then, just hold on. I do that all the time. There's someone that is being in prison as he's writing this last letter to the Philippians. The first words that come out of his mouth, what is it? He is in prison. 
If you send a letter out, what will be your first words in a letter when you're in prison and you're about to die? What will, you, what will you be your first words? You guys know you're, everybody's content here. What will you do if you were in jail and you're content and then you're all, yay, they just fired me from my job. Praise God. I remember that we, yes, when we were pastoring down in Mexico, we, since we received a lot of bad news and a lot of stuff going on in our lives, we decided to be happy no matter what the cost or the circumstances was. So one of the things that we decide to be happy, it's every time the electricity bill will come, because in Mexico, the electricity bill is really, really expensive, especially we were making about $50 a week when we decide to go from the States to Mexico. Yes, I hear the voice saying, go back to Mexico. And I look around and there was no helicopters, there was no border patrol, there was nothing in there. So I, I knew it was God. It was a joke. You can laugh, you can laugh. So we went down there and we were not making enough money. We started making from $10 a week to $20 a week and, and it was increasing. But we didn't have enough for electrical bill or water bill. That thing is crazy down there. So we decided to be happy about it. And I come out, I don't know if you came out, but I came out saying every time we receive bad news, we're going to laugh. You think that's easy? We received the first electrical bill. And I started going, okay, let's practice. <laughs> and then David's like, what are you doing? We, I say, we, we decide to be happy and we're going to laugh about it. I'm laughing about this bill. I don't know how money is going to come out, but I'm laughing. And then the water bill comes out. <laughs> hey, let's talk about it. what happened this week. Someone left the church. ha, <laughs> ha. This person just went through this, and we're supposed to help her. And I started laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing until it became a custom to be happy just because we started as a game. Let's just laugh about it. And Paul here is saying, I'm rejoicing. Is he, is he faking it? I don't think so. He's, he can complain about being in prison, but he's like, oh, let, let me just go a little, little faster. I rejoice greatly, not just a little bit, not, not just a little fake Miguel, ha, 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 ha. But he's saying, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last, that what? You're supposed to be helping me read. One, two, three. I rejoice greatly that the last, indeed, you were concerned. I'm not saying these because I'm in need. Oh, wait a minute. He's in jail. That he has a need or not? He's in charge of a lot of churches. Is he in need or not? This is a difference between a need and a want. So when I hear my wife saying, I want this. And I say, you don't need that. And then she says, yes, I need it. I just stay quiet. Let's continue reading. Praise God. Okay. I'm not saying this because I am in need. What did he say? Hold on. I have what? 
of being content. What are we talking about being content in this journey? He knows his secret. But he learned it. Being content, I believe, after I'm finished preaching, maybe you're not going to be so content when something else comes, and the adversity comes in, uh, towards you. But it's something that we have to what? To learn. Something that you have to learn. And you know what's the best moments for you and I to learn stuff? When we go, when we go through crisis. When we go through opposition. Paul's truly, and as we read more scriptures, we got to understand that it's there, it's between crisis and adversity where we learn stuff. So tell you never, tell the crisis is your friend. Tell someone in your, next to you, tell them the crisis is your friend. God gives headaches to the headaches that the enemy tried to give you. God is powerful. God is almighty. God is with you. He will never leave you. Never forsake. So I have learned the secret, and I want to, well, something that we have to learn today. At least put it in our mind what's the secret and then practice it. I have learned the secret of being what? Content. What do we say content is? It's satisfied, it's happy, it's being strong within you, knowing that you don't need nothing for nobody, only through one person. Which he, he reveals that here. Being content in any every being content in any and every situation, whether what? Are you happy when there's nothing at home? Are you content when there's no answer at home? Men's, are you content when your wife wake up and he has not have a cup of coffee? Don't laugh. Tell me out. Say, amen. amen. See, there's, there's small tribulations. And there's grande tribulation. Come on, say with me, grande. By the way, that means big. Where was I? Whether well or fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Whether living in plenty or want. How many of you guys are happy when you have plenty? How many, have, how many people have you heard that they had plenty and they're unhappy? How many are here that have enough and they're unhappy? Don't answer. Because there's people here always watching and, you know, you'll be in the middle of the gossip if you raise your hands. Where there's no gossipers here. Only in Tijuana. Man, people are so gossipers over there. So you just pray for them. Whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all these th through him who gives me strength. And, and now notice something. We will finish the rest of the Bible verses the Lord, you know, allow me to. But if, he, if, you, if you see something here that is so important, someone is sending help to Paul. But it's been in a while since they sent the help. And Paul is saying, wow, I'm so rejoiced that you sent the help. But I noticed too that you couldn't do it before. What will you think about people that promise you to help you and they forget about you? Some scholars say there was, that it was a, a difference between years, 10 years in the last help they sent, the Philippians sent, 
to Paul. So what will you feel and how will you treat people that promise you stuff and then you see them again? And say, oh, I forgot to give you, like my son, he said he forgot to give me a watch that he bought three years ago. It was a good watch, so I forgive him. But what would you feel when you ask, when you expect some help from somebody and finally they send it to you? Will you hold them in an argument? Will you like, what are you doing? What are you sending me? Just take it back. But watch what Paul is doing. Even though they took forever to help him, and he knows they could, it couldn't. In other words, he's like, I know you tried to help me, but the Lord didn't allow you to. And now you are, now I'm receiving the gift. Did you see that? that the secret of Paul here? Not holding regrets, even though they are sending him help. I really appreciate leadership that they know that you cannot do stuff, but there yet they find a way to teach you a lesson. And what if Paul is saying here, listen, I know you it took time for you to send a gift, but you know what? I, I, I'm okay. Not the fake okay, like when you forgive somebody. Yeah, I forgive you. Yeah, I forgive you. But I will not forget. But Paul is saying something so cool here. He's saying, listen, you didn't give me that, but I have found my way to be self-sufficient, satisfied, and happy, even though you didn't help me. And then he started revealing some of the secrets as we read the scriptures, saying, listen, you didn't help me, but I, I, I'm good. I'm happy because of the weight. I find myself strong when I was waiting for. Some of you are going to find yourself as strong as you're waiting for, as you're waiting for your answer. Our, as, are we get, our, as are we getting there to the journey, as you wait for your answer, you will be strong. And we learned that for Christ because he says, I have learned to be and plenty, and also in need. I have learned to have abundantly prosperity, and also I have learned to have enough when I'm poor. So Paul, I was saying, I felt, I, I'm sorry, let me just rephrase that. Paul is saying, I have found the secret of being content in the middle of circumstances. The Bible talks about two, there's two Bible verses that I find that talks about being content and there, here's, here's one, and then I'll jump to the next, and I'll just go really fast because I only have, how much time do I have? 20? 15? Okay. Give me the next verse. Oh, do you want me to mention? And Timothy 6, 8 says this, but if we have food and clothing, we will be what? It sounds like a command. But if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. How many of you guys are content with food and clothing? How many of you guys feel discontent when you start wanting more and more stuff and it's not there yet, even though the Bible said just be happy with this? How many of you guys appreciate your clothing? How many of you appreciate your food? You should be content with that. And then the other Bible verse says, says it like this. Uh, 
Hebrews, I believe, uh, some people believe that Paul write this, this book according to the way he's, he writes down. It doesn't show who write it down, but I believe, uh, I'm some of the people that believe that Paul write the Hebrews, but he says, keep your lives free from what? Love and money. Isn't it that something that is, this, this, in the season that they were in this world, people really look for that. How many of you guys looking for love in the wrong places? Looking for love and all the... Why are you guys laughing now? You guys know, you guys know that song? That was the song, honey. He's like, what are you doing out there? Keep your... <laughs> it's so cool that I can say stuff you can't say back. Woo, <laughs> got you back. Got you back. Keep your lives free from what? From the love of money and be one? Content. With what you have. Because God said, watch this, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Some of us need to hear this today. All we need sometimes is just to hear and learn and process it that he will never leave me and will never forsake me. Come on, say it with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Say it again. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. No matter what the circumstances, Paul is saying, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. No matter what you're going through. And like you're probably saying, Pastor, it's, for, it's, it's so easy for you to, to say these things. Even though you dress nice, you have a beautiful wife, you're a good-looking guy. I, I understand that. <laughs> hey, come on. Everything's by faith, right? Watch this. Say with me again. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. If we could only find contentment in these words, we'll be satisfied. We'll be happy. We will have more than enough and no need of anything else, only in Christ Jesus. If we only know that he is with me in the midst of no, I don't know what you're going through. I know what I go through. I, I don't know what you go through. But there's some sickness, like I was mentioning, that no one can see. As he's saying hi to you, as you're smiling, but there's something that goes on in your life. I, last years, and, and it's been quite a bit of time that I fight something that is called depression and anxiety and panic attacks. And suicidal thoughts. Who? Me. Who? The one that's standing here with a microphone. And just knowing, watch this, knowing that he's with me and he will never forsake me. I'm a happy camper. I'm a happy, and I'm not faking it. I'm not faking it. Every time I see a situation, I say revival. Some, things, some people think that I'm playing. Something people think that I'm serious. I just know what I'm saying. I'm saying revival. God is with me. That's revival. He will never forsake me. That's revival. Knowing that he's the king of kings, that is revival. Knowing and trying to learn the lesson that I can be content in Christ Jesus. It makes me be someone that feels satisfied and happy and self-sufficient. And I have more than enough. That I have no need for nothing else. I'm not going to put my trust in the medication. I'm not saying to drop off your medication. 
but I will put my trust in who? Am I happy? Yes, I am. Am I suffering? Yes, I am. But I can do everything to Christ. Jesus, distract me. Why? Because I have learned from the Bible. Because I have learned and put my trust in the Word. I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about who gives us that strength. Just an example right there. That what God can do in our life, we can only trust in Him and know Him. If Paul is talking about finding the secrets of contentment, he is the one that is saying these words even though he suffers so much. Do you know that Paul suffered much, huge, super huge, unbelievable huge? I don't know what else is there, but I know it's muy grande. I don't know how to say it in English, but it's just terrible huge. But even though in the midst, he can say, I have learned the secret to be what? Watch this, this Bible verse. Let's, let's hear what's, what's some of the sufferings that Paul went through in his life. Oh, here it is. 2 Corinthians 11. 23, if we can read, it says, I have worked much harder, being in prison more frequently. He watches not once or twice. Frequently means, frequently. <laughs> I learned, uh, I don't know how much time, but I'll try to go really fast. Um, can you, I'll do the same thing that Pastor Van does. Can, how many guys give me just 10 minutes? 10, 20, 30, 40. You learn, I learned that from you, pastors. So I, I learned about a, a guy, a missionary, that was working 23 years in Turkey. But somehow they find out he was undercover and they arrest him and give him not two years, but give him three life sentences. He was married with kids. And I just heard this testimony. The only, the only thing that he finds himself in jail saying, I don't want to be Christian anymore. I cannot see my kids. I'm going to die here. I'm going to suffer here. If this thing that is called Christianity, I got to go through this, I'm cooked. He says, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. He finds himself at the end of the second year being in prison, suffering so much by the, by that, um, by he, the voice of his mouth over his, listening, saying, I am miserable. I should have never accepted Christ. I should have never came to Turkey. I can't see my kids. And I'm not trying to, I'm not judging this guy. He's, he's saying it from his heart. And, was, and then when I was listening to this testimony, I'm like, Dude, I'm with you. Why? Because in the middle of my circumstances that I go through life, I find myself saying, if this is to serve Christ and to suffer, I don't want to do this anymore. And I find myself sometimes, not all the times, so you have to gossip around that I am. I'm trying to give up. 
I'm still a pastor, I'm still in the ELT, I'm still a missionary, and I will die preaching the gospel. But in the middle of my life, I find myself saying, if this is Christianity, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. But then the missionary says, by the end of the second year, I needed to change something within me. It's either I will die here or I'll continue heaven, keeping my faith. And we have a choice. Either you surrender or you continue. It depends on you to say, are we there yet? Is it Christ coming that will continue suffering? We'll say, are we there yet? I have expectancy to see Christ, his face, and I will hold my faith until the end of my journey. It's our choice. And every time I find myself criticizing myself, or, or I'm not trying to put myself here in a, in a, in a statue saying, oh, let's worship me. No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say after I hear myself, it's always good to consult with mentors and your wife and say, this is what I'm going through. You receive a word of encouragement. My mentors know. My wife know what I go through. And say, hey, you are born for these and more. And I say, come on, somebody, revival. <laughs> come on, say it with me, revival. I got to change my confession saying, every morning when I get up and I put my, my foot and in the carpet, I say, I can do everything to Christ Jesus that strengthened me. He's been in prison. He's been flogged. Did I say it correctly? I've been flogged, bitten. Mock, whip, means in the dictionary. I've been flogged more sever severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times. How many times? Five times. I received from the youth 40, what? Minus one, which is 39. Five times. 39. I don't know how many. He said. Five times 39. There are too many, right? More than what's in 196. 186 something. 190 something. All that. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Did it cross for him mind to give up? Watch this picture. That's not Paul. But that's what it means to be bitten by a whip and by a rod and whip. I don't know if that's 39 right now, but I don't see 196 or 95. And there yet, there yet in that state, Paul writes the Philippians and say, I have learned the secret of what? 
if God can strength and give power or strength to Paul, he can do it to us too. Really, this message has encouraged me so much. You have no idea. If, he, if this guy can do it, we can do it. Why? Because we can do everything what? In? The strengthened. In who? And Paul reveals in another part of the scriptures through all his life saying the same spirit that raised God, Jesus from death, lives with, live within us. So the same spirit that was inside of Paul lives in here. So we can do everything to Christ that strengthened me. Come on, look at somebody, look at your neighbor and say, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. How many do I have more? We and he continued on going. And he, he's not, this guy's not done yet. Let's, let's put it up there. Let's read it real quick. and said, three times uh, I've been constantly, I have been in danger. No, hold on. Three times I was beaten with rods again. Once I was pelt with stones. Dude, maybe in one rock I'll receive, I'll just run away. Because I'm in the same heart that this missionary was in Turkey. He was serving for 23 years. Come on. What would you expect for someone that is serving for 23 years to say when he's found in tribulation? We all weak. We all know when, you know, we can't make it. You know, in God, it's, it's marvelous. And to take you into that state of, of denying, like this, this guy said, that his life changed by the end of the second year. You know what happened to this missionary? How many life sentences that I have he had? By the end of his confession, the year ended, the second year ended, and the government of Turkey decided to let him go. Come on, somebody praise. <laughs> praise God for that. I don't know what your time is and what you're suffering, but there's, there's an answer coming. There's an exit. The Lord says he will not let you go through Things that I can handle, but he always provided an exit. It's either healing or more strength so you can continue walking in this world. I need it. You need it. And we can find this in, in who? In Christ, the strength in us. Three times I was shipwrecked. I was talking to Pastor Steve about that. Three times he was, the boat that he was riding in the sea broke. Come on, three times. After listening to all the, everything that this guy is talking about, I'm like, dude, I don't think, you're, I don't think God is with you. <laughs> that's, that's our mentality, right? You hear about, hey, this, uh, you know, can you imagine? How many of you like to have Paul as a pastor? But if you, okay, if you read his curriculum, like this guy has been chased, he's been bitten. He, okay, God is not with him. That's a mentality as a humankind. But he's, he's boasting here. He's like, dude, if you have suffered, I have suffered too. He was talking to some people there and saying, hey, let me boast about this. I spent a night and a day in where? In an open sea. Are you kidding me? 24 hours just hanging in the water? Dude. Some of us cry because your flight ticket got canceled. I'm like, oh, I can't. Well, why am I going, still going to church? People in Tijuana say that, not you guys. Don't take it personal. I'm like, oh, who told you why I say that? No, no one told me. My neck is hurting. I'm just going to do that. 
I have been constantly on the move. You're like, I'm in the move, really? Revival. I have been in dangers from rivers. And I think he finished there. Are you serious? In danger from bandits. In danger from my fellow Jews, which they're his own brothers. Have you ever been betrayed by another Christian? Come on, this guy too. And I'm not playing, I'm saying that lightly. I, I, I have, I've been there too. Fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, his own people that he's been called to help out. He's scared of them. No, not scared of them, but he's been in danger. In danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger of the sea. Man, if I read this guy, that, the, the Deuteronomio, which is the book of the Deuteronomio, how do you say that in English? Deuteronomio 28, when it says, if you're obedient, God will be with you in the city and the country. He's like, dude, I suffer from the country and the city. He's like, Paul, you're not being obedient, probably. Let's give you some counseling. No, he's boasting about it. In danger at sea and in danger from false believers. Just tell me, just tell me he's done. No, he's not done yet. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. This guy suffered from insomnia. I don't know if he's suffering from depression or anxiety, but you can, I have often gone without sleep. I have no hunger and thirst. I have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Oh, come on. How's your suffering looks like compared to Paul? Man, we're in Disneyland, right? You need to have that attitude. I remember when we went through the tribulation, I shall, I'll say this in seconds. Like, we're going to really best this in our life, and Debbie's like, let's celebrate. I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? Let's go to Disneyland. I'm like, what? I am, I'm suffering. I'm in the middle of Disneyland. <laughs> but the Lord answered. I have had no hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked besides everything else. Just tell me he's done. No, he's not. I face daily the pressure of concern, of my concern for all churches. That's the stress that Pastor, Steve, Pastor Ben goes. He's feel the pressure of you guys. You know that the pressure, uh, the stress that pastors suffers in church is the same stress. It's been, it's been diagnosed. It's been study that is the same stress that a president goes through just knowing and praying for your life we have a good pastor here who is weak and i do feel weak who is led into sin and i do an hourly burn i must boast i will boast in the things that show my weakness the god and the father of the lord jesus who is praised forever knows that i am not lying in damascus the governor listen to this one in damascus the governor under the king aridas Aridus had the city of the, oh, help me out. Demisins guarded in order to arrest me. One more time, right? Like he really needs another. But I was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. Can you say, wow?
I think my, my time is cooked. Okay. And I came up with some points, and, and, and what is the secret of Paul? But if I just mention it, it's being in Christ. What does that mean? Number one, get to know Jesus more. What is, that, what is the scripture that I put there, Elodie, if you can play it down? Know Jesus more. Look at what Paul says. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am pure blooded citizen of Israel. I'm a member of the tribe of Benjamin. I real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees. Go ahead. Who demanded strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what? Read it with me. Worthless because of? Yes, everything else is worthless. We're compared with the infinity value of what? Something, I believe one of the secrets that, that Paul find, it's if he can have all that he said, his past as a trash, just to know him more. Why? Because if we know him, and know who he is, thoroughly with our hearts, that he will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. Your past doesn't really matter. If we can only come to the knowledge that he's with us, and he will never forsake you. If we only know that he's a sovereign God, what does it mean, the sovereign God? He has everything under control. That he doesn't know that I'm suffering? Yes, he does. That he doesn't know that you're suffering? Yes, he does. Why is he not doing anything? He's doing anything. He's doing something. Even though if you don't see him, if you don't feel it, he's working. He's in the midst. To just to get to know him and he knows that he's a good God. Come on, some, someone say with me, he's a good God. He has everything under control. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. If we can only learn to put this deep in our hearts and learn to be content in Christ Jesus, just because he's with us and he will never forsake us, man, we're in victory. Someone say with me, revival. That is revival right there. Second, real quickly, we'll go and we're done. And can I have someone play the piano, the guitar, brother? Number two, be confident that he will provide. Even though, listen, even though the Philippians, they take forever to help him out, he never hold back the promise. After he received the offering, he's like, even though you were late and I have found myself that I'm satisfied and happy, I will dump in you a blessing. He says, may the Lord my God bless you richly in Christ Jesus. He released the blessing. And number two, what is it again? Be confident that he will provide. He will come. Paul was confident that provision was going to come. And I'm telling you this right now. Provision is coming on your way. The Lord will provide for your need. And I'm not saying this lightly. He will help you. 
in the midst of this situation. What's the scripture that I have up there, Elodie? That's the promise that he released to the Philippians. And my God will meet all the needs according to the riches of his glory. In Christ Jesus, he will provide for you. Number three. Be happy in the process of growing in contentment. Just be happy. Pastor, but I'm suffering. Be happy. I don't know what's going to be in my life. I've been praying for something. I haven't received it. Be happy. Be happy in Christ Jesus. Do I have a scripture for that? I am glad in God, far happier than you will ever guess. Happy that you are gained, shown, showing such a strong concern for me. I am glad, far happier, even though you forget about me. Can you give me number three and I close with that? Number four, I'm sorry. Be thankful in our circumstances. Give me the scripture, please. And everything, and everyone. Come on, say it with me. And everyone. No matter what it is, be thankful. Be thankful. I find myself. When I'm going through the struggles in life, say, I say, thank you, God, that you're with me. Come on, just thank him right now. Will you take 10, 20 seconds and close your eyes, maybe lift your hands, stand on your feet, get on your knees, throw yourself on the floor, say, thank you, God, for all circumstances, because this is the will of God. Every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is what? The will of God. Come on, just take 10, 15 seconds, say, Lord, I thank you for my circumstances. I thank you that you're a good God. I thank you that you're with me. I thank you you will never leave me. I thank you that you'll be on my side. I thank you, God, for my family. I thank you, Lord, for my special need little girl. I thank you for her life. I know you hold her future. Even though it causes me stress, I know that you are in the midst of it. I thank you for my circumstances, perhaps, because it has pushed me, Lord, to become close to your heart. Help us, God. Thank us. You know, thank you, God, that through crisis and through all that stuff that the world will throw us, God, as we follow you, Lord, in this journey, we thank you, God, that we can keep our faith. I'm going to just thank him for someone that's on your right and your left right now. You never know when these people that thinking of committing suicide or being depressed or anxiety or stuff that they're going through, just, just reach your hands around the building and say, thank you, God, for this beautiful church. Thank you, God, that we can all come together, Lord, to learn and to, and, and to learn the secret of being contentment as Paul, as we study the, the life of Paul. And maybe you're here for the first time and you have never received the Lord. Maybe you're here and you have, you have said words like this missionary. You have said, if this is being Christianity, I'm a cook. You have, maybe you have walked away. But you are convinced today that you can change your word and it says, I need Jesus back in my life. If you have received Christ and you walk away and you want to make peace with the Lord, please repeat after me and say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me, Lord, if I have denied my faith. 
Forgive me, oh Lord. Help me to have an encounter with Jesus, to know the plan and to run with him. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, now, now I want to pray for you all. If you want to remain seated or stand up, that's, that's up to you. Just feel comfortable. Lord, I thank you for this beautiful church. Lord, I pray right now for Holy Spirit to come all over their bodies and heal them, Lord. Lord, I pray that every stress and depression and anxiety and the pressure of this world be, be, be released away from their lives in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for Holy Spirit touched. Lord, I also pray a special prayer today that we will we'll receive the revelation, Lord, to learn the secret of be content in you. Let us remain in you. Let us not walk away from you. So the, for the Bible says that we cannot do anything be, being separated by you in John 15, 5. But let us remain in you, Lord, as we go through this journey, as we go through adversity, as we go, as we get to that journey and help us to learn in the process. Lord, I declare that this church is happy. This church is satisfied. This church is, is self-sufficient. I pray for each person saying, you're strong enough. You can do this. In Christ Jesus, they strengthen you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, can we give it up to the Lord? Can you stand in your feet and just clap to the Lord and say, thank you, God. Come on, take 30 or 30 seconds and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, let's worship together with the team. You are released. But if you need prayer, we'll be here. Some pastors, we will love to pray for you. Lay hands and share a word of the Lord with you. So let's continue worshiping. We are released. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.